World Wide Web has long been host to copied and pasted stories of an apocryphal nature. These stories came to be known as Copyvasta, and then the creepy variant emerged. Welcome to Creepy Podsta, the Creepy Pasta Podcast. Welcome. This is an episode of the show that I told you about it in the intro. You know, it's Creepy Pasta, Creepy Pasta Podcast. The whole etymology is explained, which uh, seems like an odd choice, but I think it's important because I don't like just saying uh, nonsense gobbledygook words, like gobbledygook, for example. Uh, no, like creepy pasta, uh, which is essentially meaningless. Um, but when you learn where it comes from, then it becomes like imbued with value. Like creepy pasta on its own doesn't mean anything. But if you know about copy pasta being sort of a slang for copy and paste stuff, then it makes sense that the creepy one would be anyway, it's like a six degree it's six degrees removed from words that make sense. And for some reason my brain is like, I need to explain this to the audience. Otherwise they're not gonna take my show about uh skinny woods monsters seriously anymore. <laughs> Uh, no, I like it. Anyway, this episode we have returning from last week, of course, Will Ashton. Hello. And Jesse Cooper. Hello, hello. And we have a story from No Sleep. It's actually, for some reason, the most upvoted story on the No Sleep board of all time. No it was posted, yeah, it was posted five months ago, uh, which is, that's what, like September? Uh, I don't under August. I mean, yeah, I, was say, I think it's August, almost September. It might be September now. Yeah, because it's like it's the end of January when we're recording right now. So yeah, so it's like it's it's was posted uh, late summer or perhaps early fall uh, on No Sleep, and like instantly became the second story ever to receive ten thousand or more upvotes. Uh, it currently sits at eighteen thousand four hundred sixty-five up. Votes. Oh, it was posted, it says right here, uh, August 19th, 2016, and it is the most upvoted story of all time. It's been awarded gold three times, uh, and we're going to get into it in a second. But first, here's an advertisement for another show. She said, Mackie, when you die... I want to. I want you to get cremated, so then I can add a little bit of you to my coffee every morning. Yeah, that's not hooked up properly. Because if she would have came in, maybe uh, you know, like five seconds earlier, she would have like ruined my cum shot as like <laughs> the as money shot would have been exactly wrecked. Yeah, you so. have to do the whole thing over again. <laughs> We definitely invited all the cockroaches. Like, they put out the signal, like, they brought them all in when we left that stuff behind. Um, but then they all left. And they would have all had to leave going down. It's sort of like NPR, but not really. For more conversations like these, visit ShareSlicePodcast.com. That was luscious. <laughs> Why, thank you. 
Welcome back from the advertisement for another show. Um, oh, Jesse, you should send me some ads for your shows. I can cut them into <laughs> into some episodes of this show. Um, well, uh, I don't like doing ads, but Carrie does. Mm-hmm. I might ask it, I might ask her if she would like to cut something together because I don't like it, but. That's yeah, me. I keep forgetting to ask people besides the people in the podcasting Facebook group uh, who have like ads posted because <laughs> uh, I leave space for ads in most episodes. Sometimes I forget to put the ads in, and people on Twitter love to tell me how funny that is. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, Will, can you walk us through this extremely popular story? Uh, sure. I mean, if um, bear with me if I forget anything, or just tell me if I, there's any details. I mess up. Yeah, but, that's um, fine. I, I always jump in. Yeah, yeah. So, essentially, we start the story um, with the narrator towards the end of his life. If it's not the end of his life, then he wants it to be, because he's clearly a troubled man. Now, uh, he says he's in, like, his... Lower, no, I'm sorry. It's his birthday. It's his 75th birthday. Yeah. And he's now, as he says, an old man. And I guess as he's been, you know, deteriorating and coming frail and just, like, thinking about life and... Uh, oh, he also mentions explicitly that he voted against goddamn Trump. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, he says he just wants to stay alive until November to vote against Trump, and then he's, uh, he has nothing to live for after that. Which adds extra tragedy. Oh, uh, God, it's so tragic. But, uh, yeah, he's always like, spare your birthday, good wishes, I have something to get you scared. And he goes back in time via text to a small town in Maine in the 1950s, like, it's like a Stephen King book. And he is a nine-year-old boy who loves, or he just loves books, I think, or he at least loves libraries. And he, uh, does, he's, uh, what he calls a chore whore boy, I think? Yeah. Oh, no, he says his, his mom was a chore whore. And then there's like a, a long dash. And he says, well, like, as an aside, boy, was I proud of myself when I yeah, came up yeah, with that, that one. It, it was a little weird, but. Yeah, um, that confused me. I guess yeah. his mom just did a lot of chores around the house. And so yeah, he's yeah, using. Yeah, first I read that, I was like, oh, are you proud that you're a chore? Oh, it's because the chore and whore rhyme. Like, okay, I guess that's yeah. funny. I guess your mom uh, being a good homemaker is a reason to, like, use misogynist language to demean her. Uh, <laughs> I think yeah, it, this this guy was a weird kid. Yeah. I don't know. I guess you could say it was the 50s or something. I don't know. It, 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 there's really not, like, a lot you can say to excuse it. It's just kind of a weird thing. Yeah, but, yeah. It, it's a little out of place in the story, but you're right. It is 1950, so... Yeah, not the excuse, sex is obviously. But anyway, um, yeah, so he's, he's like, I just am living my day in the summer. He annoyed old people for some reason. And then he is at the library and he's like, hey, I should check out every part of this library because I'm a bored kid. And he, I guess he's in this uh, particular section. I can't remember which one. And he finds this like old, very old wooden door. I think like 17th century old. And he goes, and he's, like, looking in, you know, as a kid, he's precocious. He goes in, he sees this very uh, red light at the end of this, like, tunnel. He's, like, looking down, like, what could this be? What could this be? Goes down the spiral staircase, I believe. Uh, This old wooden staircase. And then he's, like, what's going on? And then he finds it, which is, like, this very exclusive part of the library that's, like, the most beautiful thing he's ever seen as nine-year-old. Yeah, it's, like, this perfect little, like, square room full of cool books. Yeah. He kind of reminded me, in that sense, like, of Klaus and a series of unfortunate events. Yeah, yeah. 
watching uh, the Netflix series, but just like this kid is like in love with libraries. He's like, this is like perfect. <laughs> like I, for- I thought of Belle. I thought of uh, Beauty and the Beast almost oh, immediately. Yeah, that's a comparison. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, I think the Claws one, just because I've been watching the show recently, but yeah, so he finds this very perfect, beautiful thing. He's like, this is great. Like, how can no one know about this? Like, this is amazing. And he was like, I'll never be bored again. And then we cut back to his 12th birthday, which kind of goes back to your theory in the last episode where, like, all bad things always happen between, like, 12 and 16. Yeah, it's, uh, a lot of the no-sleep stories are in the first person, and they're like, this weird thing happened to me the other day, or... Uh, this weird thing happened to me when I was a kid, and I've been too embarrassed to talk about it till now. Yeah. And they should note that, I mean, I don't know, uh, the actual, uh, writer's age, but I'm guessing he's not actually in his 70s, just because he keeps mentioning the 70. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah usually- I, I think the main, uh, demo here is, like, dudes in their 20s and 30s for the most part. Right. I know we've, uh, I was surprised when I found out Barasco was written by a woman, um, because it is sort of uses exploitative sexual violence in a way that, uh, was uncomfortable to read. And I was like, mm, yeah, this creepypasta was written by a dude. But that was a false assumption on my part. So maybe I'm wrong about who writes all the rest of these stories, too. Right. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to assume anything about the author. I just know that usually, like, when someone who's, like, young wants to write for old, they keep mentioning that they're old. It's just oh, like yeah. A- Actually, you know what? I did look at this guy's Facebook, uh, like, his public, like, so, like, the like it if you want to read his stories page. Not yeah, He yeah. links to it at the bottom. Yeah, he looks like he's in his, like, mid-20s or something. Okay. Yeah, just, like, I mean, I just, I, I was going to go in just being like, this guy is super young, but then like, I thought about, like, hmm, I actually don't know anything about this author, so I don't want to, like, Get you hot water, but anyway, that's that's generous of you. Eh, just consider it more than anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this kid is now twelve in the flashback, and he's like, "Yeah, it's been great. Like since I've been nine, I've been going this thing. No one's complained. What can go wrong?" But he's like, "I never really like." Did he say like he never finished a book, or no, he never removed a book? Yeah, he always would just uh, mark his place and then go back and keep reading while he was like in there. Right, and as he's reading this, uh this big swashbuckling, like, adventure book, he uh, closes it, and that's when things kind of take a turn for the worse. Because there's this very... Yeah, he- Sorry, good. No, I was just gonna say, uh, we forgot to mention that there was this bad smell. Uh, or, like, good smell? He said it was sort oh, yeah, of, yeah, like, yeah. A, a citrusy, uh, what did he say? Like, lemon and something mixed together? Something like that, yeah. It, uh, it's, lemon, it's supposed to be, like... Citrus and lime. I mean, citrus and pine. That's what citrus and pine. Uh, yeah, so, like, a real floor cleaner type of smell yeah, going on. Yeah, I guess because of the wood and stuff, so... Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the, the smell he, he smells now, he says, is the same, but suddenly it smells bad to him, uh, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, this is where he starts saying, like, it's a sour smell, and it's like, ugh, what is this? Like, what's happened? And that's when we meet this, uh, I don't think, I don't know if he has a name, but, uh, he's like an old, old man, like an old spirit who is like... Yeah, we, we don't find, uh, we don't find anything out about the, uh, the old man, I don't think. Yeah. Oh, I've heard the mention. Like, Didn't he, like, throw up? Or this is so bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, like, got up and walked away and then barfed. Yeah, so it's, like, a really bad smell. And this guy yeah. is like, hey, I, you gotta get used to the smell. Yeah, it's real bad. And he's like, who are you? And he's very eloquent when he, like, starts talking about, like, I know hardships will come. 
I come to you as your friend, and I hope that you'll accept this friendship of mine. And he's like, I don't want anything to do with you. And he's like, yeah, well, your mom's dead. And he's like, what? <laughs> And he's like, yeah, yeah my own he hand. says that mom. I'm sorry, what? Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, I was just gonna expand on, on that, that he says, uh, yeah, she, uh, cut her, uh, like, throat open with a knife in the kitchen. Go check it out. Yeah, he's like, I don't believe you. But he's, like, crying. I think this, like, he's, like, kind of believes it, but he doesn't want to believe it. He goes into the yeah, kitchen. Yeah, it's just that sort of denial thing. Right. And then, yeah, he comes home, and they don't say explicitly, but, like, he's, like, I never know why she did it, so it's kind of like his way of saying, you know, let's kind of say that's true, that she is indeed dead by her own hand, as the old spirit suggested. Yeah. And so, I'm sorry, but... I was just uh, agreeing, sadly. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're kind of back to the present, or close to it, as the story started. And I guess this guy just lived a really, like, tragic life, because he never went back to the library, except I think maybe once, when he was about 20, or something, like maybe late 20s and yeah uh, and the door wasn't there right the door wasn't there uh who knows what could have happened but they were all like you know there was no basement oh. um but yeah i guess his his dad was like an abusive drunk i'm guessing like after the mom died like he yeah because he, he came to him at college one point like threatening his life he didn't give him money and he says he could smell that odor again and he smelled it another time when his wife actually passed and then later when uh she had a miscarriage with her second son and then I guess the third time, or fourth time, or I guess it would be a fifth time, when uh, his uh, oldest son got uh, shit-faced and killed his girlfriend. And I guess maybe him, maybe also the son killed himself in that process. It's not really clear. Yeah, wow. yeah, it doesn't mention, it mentions he was uh, drunk and got in a car crash that killed the girlfriend. Right. So wow. I don't know if that means he's in jail or if he died as well, but he's clearly out of the picture. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's weird that this, this smell sort of recurs at every bad time in the guy's life. Right. Um, but then we mention uh, that he's gone to visit the door again. Because basically he just wants to kill himself at this point. And yeah. he's, you know, he's like, rest your sorrows down, friend, and leave them where they lie. And he's like, finally relief. And that's basically the end of the story. Yeah. I don't understand why this is the most yeah thing. <laughs> Same. It's, like, because it's okay, like, if it wasn't written in the tone it was written in, it might have been a okay story. But the tone it was written in was extremely grating to me. It just felt like a it just felt like some bro trying to tell you a scary story right. in a very excited tone. It felt like to me like like I mentioned this kind of before. It felt like it was like half Stephen King impersonation and like half like jokey like almost like a Tucker Maxis kind of tone. Yeah, it gets real like sort of snide and uh, sarcastic uh, throughout. Um, like the you can picture the sneer on this old man or this young man and old man makeup uh, as he like tells you like yeah I went down to the library and it was pretty cool I guess um, I said the F word for the first time I was nine <laughs> yeah 
it was like the structure of the story I was okay with, um, but it just seems to end right when it's getting going, and it right. doesn't quite give me enough to go on. Yeah. Like the last, the story we talked about uh, in last episode, it, it's a little more substantial. There's like something there that this one doesn't quite. It it needed to give us like another scene of him going back to that room, um, or him finding the source of the smell or something like that, and that would have been enough for me. Like, I don't need to know everything. I just needed a little more. It, it, yeah. felt, it felt like it was, like, a couple sentences off from being, like, a complete story. Mm. But, yeah, I, I... Do you guys have any theory as to what quality of... Like, I don't think this is a bad story at all. Uh, I feel like uh, the criticism is maybe gearing a little negative because we, all three of us, are confused why this sort of average story is uh, the most popular story on this extremely popular board. <laughs> this board has nine and a half million subscribers. There's almost 2,000 people on it right now. <laughs> yeah, if, if it wasn't if it wasn't the most popular one, I would be like, yeah, it was okay. But I don't understand because like the one we read last last episode was like way more like like well written and paced. Yeah, that, that that one last one I could see reading in like a short story anthology. Yeah, this one this one I think would require another draft or two. Like it's not it, the the craft is clearly there, but like so many of these no sleep stories it feels like it was just i mean this is a criticism of its quality but i don't necessarily think it needs to have been done a different way it feels like it was just sort of done quickly and posted which is fine i i don't hold that against anyone they're not getting like paid to do this they're just writing these stories for fun to entertain one another but like I don't know, I browsed through some of the newer stories, and I read some uh, stuff that had, like, it wasn't as long as this, uh, but had, like, more interesting and fulfilling ideas in it. So, well, I don't know. I feel like the idea of a, a place that seems to be made perfectly for you turning dark would, is, a, is always an interesting concept to me. It just needs, yeah. It like it just needed a little bit more. Like I want to know what changed in his life when he turned twelve that made. Well, maybe he um, hit puberty, that, and that's what made everything. Yeah, bad. I guess. Like he's not a kid anymore, so he can't go to the library, and also the devil is going to kill all his family members. Like what is? Well, yeah, I, I got know. the sense that if this was like a writing exercise, and like someone pitched it into like their like creative writing class and like they could workshop it a bit you could make it something pretty cool or like you could it would be a good starting off point but yeah like you said I just don't really get like what makes this one like the most read or the most liked or whatever yeah especially if you read the comments there's a lot of people saying uh where's the ending like I don't get what happened what what's going I just, on let's, I just let's, I, mean, I just don't understand <laughs> I think he was, like, trying to be, or, yeah, oh, that's a he, right? It, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think he was trying to be intentionally kind of vague to make it spookier. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it comes off a little, uh, 
like a little empty in that regard. Oh, like I I don't know why, but it just reminds me just the way the tone is set. It just reminds me of a slightly like broy like storyteller. Oh, I I figured it out. Uh, it dropped in August when everybody was still obsessed with Stranger Things. Uh, oh, and this is sort of about like another dimensionally uh kid story. Uh, so it probably just hit at the right time and blew up that way. Okay, because uh, yeah, like- there's a lot of people in the comments comparing it to Stephen King the same way Stranger Things was. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I made the Stephen King comparison too. It, it just kind of reads yeah, like yeah. the same style and stuff. Like even the way some of the sections, like the, like the last sentence and the second thing, like to this day, I don't know why she did. That's like a, a very Stephen King esque like ending to like a like build up. I don't know. It, yeah, it just does. It just feels like an imitation to me more than like something he would write. Uh, yeah. Uh, would yeah, you allow like me that, to that little moment? Sorry, go ahead. Would you allow? So I'm just looking at the comments. I, I don't want to say <laughs> usernames or anything. That's fine. Uh, but. Okay, so it's a little bit down. It's not like the top, you know, comment or anything, but it says, Long Time Lurker. Mayday Count just say this is the most well-written story I've ever read on here. Truly haunting. Is this the first time? Like, to be fair, there's a lot of stories on here, and most of them are incredibly bad. <laughs> okay, well, that, okay, well, maybe this is more of the cream. Like, it's like the crappier cream, but maybe it's like the cream of a crop, maybe. Yeah, well, I mean, I would say it is one of the better stories I've read on here, uh, but, like, it's not one of the best. No, I it's would- It's just- I, I would say that the last story we read was, like, like, I, I would say the last story with, like, just a little bit more tinkering would probably be, like, published very easily in a short story anthology, like you said. Yeah. And- yeah, exactly. That one was significantly more satisfying, and the craft was there. Uh, I guess this one was just lucky. Um, I just wanted to say that that moment uh, Will brought up with the uh, I never knew, like, I went into the kitchen, and then it cuts right to I never knew why she did it. Uh, I kind of liked that. I guess it's cheap. Uh, it is definitely that sort of um, you skip, you skip the you skip the gore because it's already a foregone conclusion, uh, and it's definitely uh, pulpy uh, '70s King style. Um, but I'm a I'm a sucker, and and that 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 part got me better than pretty much the rest of the story yeah. as far as like oh I liked that turn of phrase. Yeah, yeah that I like that too a lot. Yeah, that little bit was I think it, like that definitely like the. The story writing prowess is there. It just needs to be brought out. And, like, I feel like yeah. that was, like, a little, like, little, like, hint into something maybe better down the I road. I think that, uh, as someone who edited a, uh, horror anthology, um, I had to give feedback to authors. And they were all my friends and not strangers, so it was harder to do. Um, and, this story reminded me of a criticism that I gave to uh, past guest Cassie Rose. She wrote this um, wonderful story that you can read in Unknowing um, that is about like dreams, 
And there's a moment of extreme, like, emotional vulnerability in the story. And my main note to her was, play that up, because that's real. Like, you're letting the readers into a real emotional place that you have experience with as an author. And so that part of the story comes across as genuine. Um, and to me, the mom's death in this story was that moment. And I wish that more of the story had focused on that part, because it felt like a real genuine emotional center that maybe the author didn't have experience with and therefore was uh, uncomfortable getting closer to or did have experience with and for the opposite reason was uncomfortable getting closer to. Either way, it's something that I think the author did a good job writing and I wish that more of the story had that sort of um, real feeling of a character reacting to trauma in a believable and sad way because uh, there's a lot of trauma that this character goes through in the story and most of it has no impact at all <laughs> well i do kind of like i mean, i feel like it should have been a little bit more expounded on but i do kind of like the uh the idea that the smell associated with the room the place that he loved for so long and was like his sanctuary like that smell becoming signifiers of something bad because like the yeah. day that the room turned into something bad was the day he lost his mother and yeah. i like the idea yeah. of that it just yeah, like it's a- almost like like maybe mom's death is what poisoned the room uh rather than the opposite but i don't know it's it, it like it, it just i don't know like i i don't know how i'd rewrite the story so uh, oh i have the opposite suggestion last week you said you wanted that story to expand into a series, and I said, no, I like it short. This one, I think, would be much better if it was just a series of vignettes, starting with this flashback to when the room went bad, uh, about the other times in his life when the smell returned and a troubling thing happened, Um, because just the character smelling that smell would build suspense about what bad thing was about to happen, and uh, I feel like that would be interesting. Hmm. Like, yeah, this, I definitely encourage. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, like this. This kind of reminds me of uh, maybe like a Twilight Zone type thing. Like, yeah, you definitely. Into, it's got it's got that. It's like got you kind of twist. Like you kind of step into like a side dimension almost, but like for some reason that's messing with your life. And like, yeah, you can almost see the the like uh, fog machine and the uh, like character actor in a suit and fedora walking through it to be like, your mother's dead. Yeah, which uh, you know, it's, it's very Twilight Zoney. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I like I I, I do want to reiterate, like it's not a bad story by any means. I just don't understand. Like I think all of us just don't understand why it's so popular. Besides, yeah. maybe Stranger uh, Things thing, but yeah. Well, what were you going to say before? Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, I definitely encourage this guy to keep writing, because I think he has, like, I mean, I think if he keeps doing it, he's going to get even better at it. And I see the potential in here. I just don't think he, like, earned the respect that he's earned just from this story alone. Yeah, yeah, it's sort of like um, James Cameron coming back to filmmaking with Avatar and making the, like, most profitable movie ever. Right. 
it's like you didn't really earn it because I mean I still haven't seen that movie, but I haven't read a glowing review of it. Everyone's like, I guess it's fine. Oh, Avatar. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's good. I mean, it's it's one of those movies that it definitely. I knew when it came out, I was like, this is probably not going to age the best. No, oh, no, it barely yeah. aged five years. <laughs> right. I mean, like I remember, like I like, was criticizing at the time. People were like, "What are you talking about? It's amazing." I'm like, eh. "Like I liked it fine. I'm just like I had no time. It's probably going to be on my." side with this one and sure enough it's just yeah, kind of like a footnote yeah, it's now. exactly like i i don't know a single person who that is even on their list of favorite movies of the past uh 10 years or even of that year that it came out was that 2009 i mean i do remember it being on top 10 list i mean i won't yeah it was it was it was like popular uh when it came out i know it, it got critical acclaim it's just like in retrospect, it right, hasn't yeah. been uh, looked upon favorably as something like Star Wars, where people like that movie, myself included, so much that they don't even want the computer effects in it. They want <laughs> they want all those toys filmed in front of matte paintings because that ages well, and no matter how good your uh, motion capture cat people are, they're not going to look great three years after your movie comes out. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, just the year before, like, The Dark Knight came out, and I feel like people talk about that movie way more than they talk about Avatar. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, the one that's, movie that's everyone's... Big yeah, that's, like, the one movie everyone's just like, why don't you just, like, for DC, like, why don't you just make Dark Knight somehow again? Because that's <laughs> the only good one you had for years. Decades, I would say. Yeah, yeah Dark Knight is... The, well, that's another example of something where pretty much every stunt was really done. They really flipped over that truck, uh, which is real good. Even in Dark Knight Rises, which people didn't like as much, they really dropped that plane from that other plane. Like they did a bunch of the stunts, which I think is part of maybe why a, a movie ages better. Yeah. It doesn't have a bunch of like 3D gimmicks. It y utilizes uh, beautiful cinematography from a very skilled filmmaker. Which James Cameron, I would say, his strength is definitely not the images that come across the screen, but more uh, the order in which those images go and the performances he pulls out of actors. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that per se, but I mean, I get what you're trying to say. Yeah, I've, I might just be biased against him because uh, I love Aliens so much more than the sequel to it. Uh, and I'm, I you don't know if Alien I'm in, more than Aliens. Yeah, I like Alien a lot. Aliens, I found to be sort of bland looking and dull until like the last 45 minutes when it finally turns into the like strobe lights and flamethrowers that I wanted the whole movie to be. Right. Uh, but I, I know that that's not necessarily the popular opinion so i feel like maybe i dump on on uh old jimmy cameron more than more than he deserves uh even though he made probably still one of my top three movies ever terminator 2 judgment day yeah i think you just need to leave uh, uh james cameron alone let him just be underwater very deep and film avatar movies oh man and i just i feel the way i feel about like james cameron as i do to like m night Shyamalan, where i think He's, like, a, a good director. I just wish someone else wrote his movies a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to see uh, episodes of Stranger Things directed by M. Night Shyamalan, but I is hope he that he gets to do it, or is that just a rumor? Uh, that's what I heard. Uh, I guess I don't know if it was just a rumor or not, but I kind of hope it happens, because I do think that he... Uh, 
uh, Last Airbender aside, his movies are at least look nice. I mean, I think Split was a good return to form, so... Ooh, I still gotta see that. Uh, yeah. Maybe we'll podcast about it, maybe not. I have a lot of friends who want to be on that episode. Sure, I understand. Uh, so we'll get to the spookiest parts, I suppose, or did we just do that? Uh, I mean, no, mine d- was gonna be the, the thing we just talked about, with the, the mom dying and just that turn of phrase at the end. Yeah. Jesse, what about you? Yeah, I would say that I would uh, probably agree. Like, to be fair, I don't think it was a super spooky story by any means. Like, I didn't, like, it felt more, um, uh, it felt like supernatural scary, like the show, instead of, like, Mm. what's another scary show that's actually scary? Yeah, more, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't like a horror thing, it just sort of used horror themes to tell a story. Yeah, yeah, it was, it it had horror elements. It wasn't a, I don't think it was a horror story. Just like Stranger Things. Uh, (laughs) uh, For me, it was the moment when there's the two chairs and he says, that armchair was mine. The other was, well, I suppose I couldn't have articulated it then much better than I can now, but it wasn't mine, that's for damn sure. I thought that line was particularly unsettling, and I wish that the story hadn't then introduced a creepy old man to sit in the other chair and had just left that chair... uh, ominously empty the whole time. Um, But now we'll get into... Sorry, what? It probably would have been a little bit creepier if... I mean, I don't know how you do this line. I don't like. There's a fine line, but if if that smell was also associated with a person too, like like yeah, yeah. Like, there's like just a couple elements that feel disjointed. Because like if that smell was like associated with someone he saw at the corner of his eyes, but never really could see. That would and yeah. like he also saw that person whenever all the bad stuff happened, and they never talked to him or anything. Yeah. He just stared. That would be creepy. Yeah, it would be, you You need to have there be just enough that the main character can know what's, like, almost understand what's going on. Like, um, it's a really great short story uh, by Chris Straub about uh, a ghost that follows a guy around and he sees it anytime some opening is closing. Like, he first sees it when the elevator is closing and, like, just before it closes, like, the this image of a little girl appears for, like, a split second. And then he starts seeing it, like, when he closes the door to his house. And then one time, like, he's brushing his teeth and as he closes his mouth afterwards, he sees, like, a hand and peek out and the story ends and it's like you, you never quite learn what's going on there and it's maybe like a two page story uh, but there's just enough that the main character knows that he's in danger and he knows basically why but there's nothing he can do about it whereas this character doesn't know what's going on at all he just knows I smell a smell when bad things happen and there's no sense of like impending doom that sort of would build a nice spooky moment. Yeah, like I feel like the like a like a smell angle or something like something smells sour, it tends to go better when there's also something visual because yeah. like, it tends to anyway. Um but that might just be me. I'm not sure. Um I mean, I also tend to think cinematically, uh, and I, I like to imagine these stories in my mind as movies, so I, I'm kind of with you there. But uh, if I if I separate myself from that, I think the smell 
uh, works fine. It just needs to build a little better, I guess. What, what if it was the smell of a ghost? Yeah, that's what ghosts smell like. Yeah, they smell like citrus uh, and pine. All right, we, uh, we're going to wrap this one up. Uh, Will, can you please tell us where the people can uh, read your opinions on movies or your tweets? Yeah, I mean, just follow me on Twitter at the Will Dash. I um, I write for like the playlists, and we got this covered and copyright film and all these different places. But if you want to just follow me there and keep up with me, I'd, I'd really appreciate it. And you know what? Friend me on Facebook. Friend me on Facebook. Yeah, just shoot, send me a friend request. <laughs> Jesse, where can the people find you? Uh, okay, you can find me on Turn Two Page, which is a choose your own adventure book podcast where uh, I read a choose your own adventure book with a couple of friends, and we kind of just go through the book and adventure and goof on the book a bit. Uh, Jeff was on a on one? Were well, you on one or two? Yeah, it was Give Yourself Goosebumps. Uh, I think yeah. it was just one. One? Um, oh, I was, oh, yeah. I was planning on having another one. It was one recording session. I don't know if you split it up or not. No, it was only one. Uh, yeah, mm. I was planning on having you on for another one. Uh, I, okay. I forgot to ask if you wanted to yet, so we'll talk about that sometime <laughs> later. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, you can find me and also Jeff on like three episodes and probably more on Alphabet Flight, where uh, I talk about Marvel characters via the official handbook of the Marvel Universe uh, alphabetically, and we kind of just talk about the characters, you know? It's, it's a pretty straightforward concept there, I guess. Uh, Jeff was on three of them fairly recently. I think beginning of January, probably? Uh, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll retweet them from the Creepypasta account. What was it? Uh, Box, Boomerang, and... Uh, the Bone Face Brothers. Oh, oh uh, Brother Grimm. <laughs> yeah, the ones that we said we loved afterwards, yeah. but we just didn't, but we forgot about them a bit. <laughs> I don't remember their stupid names. <laughs> the Brothers Grimm. <laughs> remember, real estate agents are awful. Uh, you can also find okay. me on... Uh, uh, random Sampling, where me and my lovely podcast cohort, Carrie Nelson, talk about random stuff that pops up on wikipedias and other wikis and sometimes we just look at cute animal videos and we make a really unlistenable podcast but we still enjoy it so people can just step off i guess all right y'all know where to find me by now twitter j3fk peep that instagram jeffjk go to weaponizedlanguage.com or the more fun url funtimes.online and please listen to uh, this one specifically, go listen to Seeing Reddit. I love making that show because I don't have to edit it. Uh, we talk about a random subreddit each week. Uh, sometimes we get incredibly rude uh, and talk about poop or buttholes or whatever, uh, which my oh, other wow. co-hosts don't like at all. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it's it's a lot of fun. Um, and if you don't mind, please go rate and review this show on iTunes. We're currently... Well, I don't... As of this recording... Uh, as of the day before this recording... We are number 174 in arts uh, and number 50 in literature, and we can go up if you give us five-star reviews, especially to counteract the, like, four one-star reviews we got from people who 
were very mad about me rambling uh, or some of my guests uh, being shy because they don't have podcast experience oh, oh, uh, because uh, I started... I would like to point out that the one that I did read that, the person who said that some of your guests are shy, they said the females on this podcast are shy, so you can tell what caliber, yeah. caliber of person they are. <laughs> well, I, uh, I do have... I, I know more than half of the guests... Well, more than half of the guest spots. I don't know. I think I might have had more individual men on the show, but I know I went through and counted each episode's guests, and there were more not men than there were men. Um, primarily women. Um, and it's been interesting because they get better. Everyone who hasn't podcasted before gets better at it. But I feel like in general, the dudes have had more podcasting experience because podcasts are mostly dudes. Dudes love talking uh, and having opinions and hearing their own voices. Uh, whereas um, there's a statistic about women speaking uh, in a college course. There's a study done where if women talk 15% of the time, men rate them as having had equal time, and if they speak 30% of the time, men rate them as having dominated the conversation. Um, the percentages were not much different for women rating themselves, but they were, I'm pretty sure, a little closer to reality. Um, so, if they're shy, it's just because we're all socially conditioned to not hear women's opinions. So, uh, back off, guy. Uh, anyway, yeah, guy. that's me talking as a guy for like an hour. Uh, <laughs> anyway, this is go to patreon.com slash jfjk. Give me a dollar a month. You heard about it last episode. Rest your sorrows down, friend, and leave them where they lie. Thank you.